One, two, three. Perfect. Hey, 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 it's your host, Marley. I'm coming to you from a little show called One, Two, Review. I'm here with Allison in Brooklyn. Allison, say hello to all your fans. What up? That's enough. Okay. We're also here with Amber, who's also in Brooklyn. Amber, say hello to all your fans. Well, hello. Much more dignified. Thank you. One to Review is a podcast wherein we rate and review movies. Some good, some bad, but we still rate them all. And then we get to 20 points. And at that point, we call it a day. I'll say hello to all my fans. Hi. And then we'll kick it to the intro. What up, everyone? This is Allison. I'm so happy to be back on One Two Review. Um, we have some pretty exciting movies to talk about today. Amber, how do you feel about these films? I feel pretty good. I feel like we're gonna we're gonna give a good show, if nothing else. You know, it'll be a good entertaining time, hopefully. Yeah, if nothing else, you'll get your money's worth. Yeah. Since you're yeah. Speaking of which, thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers and supporters. We really appreciate you, and we'll be talking about you later. Ah. Mucho gracias. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I'm Amber. Hi. Amber, what, what's your favorite movie? Let's just kick it off like that. Oh, in general? Yeah. Well, I have a couple. I like The Big Lebowski. That's probably my number one favorite movie, actually. Yeah, it's the Big Lebowski. Never heard of it. I know that's a very like bro movie to like, but you know, inside I'm I'm guess I'm a bro. That's what Allison says about you yeah. when you're not around. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's all out on the table now. At least I that's... just think like you present cool. so femme, and then you really are deep down. You're just like such a bro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be it would definitely be the Big Lebowski, and then maybe second it would be. I don't know. But uh, Blade Runner. Kind of bro-y. Oh. Not going to lie. You surprising. Know, it's like, yeah, yeah, Blade Runner. That's definitely in my top five. Mm. I mean, I think maybe my number one is Must Love Dogs. I think that that, like, really stands the test of time. All your favorite things. You love dogs. You love Diane Lane. You love John yeah. Cusack. What more could you want? Ooh, I love John Cusack. It's not very bro-y of you. Marley. A2, A2, Marley. I'm going to reassess. (laughs) So I'm not a big fan of movies, but my favorite movie, if I had to, if I was pressed, I would say is the Disney TV made for movie, made for TV movie, Wish Upon a Star, starring a very young Katherine Heigl as a pretty bratty teenager who switches bodies with her younger sister, who's a brainy sort. And they learn a lot about each other in life. Oh, if you haven't I'm seen it, check it, it out. My, my list. It sounds inspiring. Okay. Well. Not so bro-y, though. I wish it was a little more bro Well, you haven't seen it. You don't know. Catherine Heigl is, is a closet bro. So I'm back on Tinder again, and it is just 
very demoralizing, but it's fine. And you know what? I think it could help me if we could talk a little bit about, you know, if you guys have any tips for how to attract dudes. Like, I feel pretty good on how to attract women, but dudes, it seems to be, I'm not, I'm not, I'm sort of skimming the the bottom of the barrel here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like that could be great. Yeah, I mean, Amber and I are experts, so you've come to the right place. Yeah, I mean, Amber, you're married, so I feel like you, yeah. You did something right. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Oh! Oh! Let's hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, I feel like this is a really good opportunity to give you a list, specifically 20 things in the form of tips. Just the tips. Okay. Well said. Well said. Hmm. So the first movie that we're going to talk about is Worst Case Ontario. Uh, this is a film I just finished watching. I'm not sure how long ago you two saw it, but it came out in 2014, directed by Leah Peralta, who I I am a huge fan of her work and was really excited to get to see this gem that I think uh, was sort of a rarity for her. And long story short, it takes place in Ontario. I think we all have some ideas of what that place is like. But it tells the story of Jimmy Tremblay Jr., who thought he escaped from those mean streets and now has a beautiful life, you know, Stepford life, career, wife, kids, trampoline, pool, SUV, etc. But when he gets a call from his brother that the really brutal mob in Ontario is threatening their family... He has to figure out how far he's come and just how willing he is to lose everything that he's built for himself. So what did you two think? Well, it was kind of eye-opening, this idea of uh, mob life in Ontario or just in Canada in general. Like, you know, you think of Canada as like an entire country full of Ned Flanders or something, you know, like very cool, very chill, fun funny not mob not really mob so much so i mean amber and i went to the movies together we saw this uh at the same time and she had some pretty like close-minded views about what ontario was like like she packed some maple syrup she had you know some donuts it was like some pretty offensive stuff but by the end of this movie she was scared for her life because she for the first time saw ontario for what apparently it really is like which is just vicious it's terrifying. I'm never going there. Yeah. I mean, if this w- movie did one thing right, and it did many things right, but if it did one thing right, it made me never want to go to Ontario. Yeah, I've, I've never been, and I, I'll never it's go too now. too bad. So, I, you know, it's interesting because it was the, the tourism board in Canada sponsored this film, and I'm like, what were you thinking? I thought that was an odd touch, too. How do we feel about the performances? Well. I mean, that's something... I have no complaints about like Belinda Kennedy as uh, Tremblay Jr.'s wife. It's just like so put upon, just constantly like, oh, why are you going back to the mob? And he couldn't explain it, but she had to stand by her man. It was so powerful. And Allison, your favorite actress is Lacey Sweet. And she was in this movie, like not a ton, but like she had yeah, a really you know, profound role. I thought role. that Lacey playing the mistress of Jimmy's brother and sort of showing 
that silent stoic power. I mean, it was just like everything I ever came to expect from her as an actress. You know, she was, I think she maybe had two or three lines in the whole film, but it didn't matter. I mean, she just shows everything on her face and yeah. Yeah. She made them count. I will say that the last scene, uh, I mean, I hope I'm not spoiling anything. This movie's a few years old, so I'm assuming most people have seen it, but the last scene where Jamil Cobbs, um, gets run over by a Zamboni, like, they were pretty good about not indulging in Canada stereotypes right up until the end. But I mean, I have heard that that there. is a know. pretty common way to go there. And, you know, I haven't looked at the stats, but I think that, you know, there are some hazards that exist regionally that are just, you know, a result of where you are. It's environmental. It's like heart disease drunk driving and then Zamboni accidents or I mean this wasn't an accident you yeah, saw the movie but no spoilers it was a murder yeah yeah sorry <laughs> leave it to Amber she'll always tell it like it is yeah murder Zamboni murder yeah uh, so do yeah. you guys want to rate it I'm ready what do you think yeah okay um I'm ready to give this movie two points for how it shattered my stereotypes I just I'm really impressed you know yeah, I got to echo what Amber said. My stereotypes and uh, preconceptions were also shattered. And I'm never going to get some of the visuals from that last scene out of my head. But I'm kind of happy to live with them. Yeah, I'm, two, I'm right there points. with you, ladies. I'm sort of surprised. I know we don't generally agree on pretty much anything. But um, yeah, I I thought this was really gripping. I thought the performances were really beautiful. And uh, it definitely made me understand just how brutal and violent and gritty and scary Ontario is. And I'm grateful to know that now. I mean, I'll never go. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Well, all right, you guys. Sounds like we got a total of six points for this movie. Six points. That's surprising. It's a lot. I think it deserves it. So, yeah. No, it's good. It's a good movie. Um, But it's come time for us to give six points and along with six points come six tips yeah i could really i mean i have some ideas of my own but i really and i i've been using them to sort of mixed results so i would really appreciate some ideas from you we're doing top tips to attract dudes um specifically allison and any dude in her vicinity and my first uh, advice that I'm going to give her is I've tried it a bunch. I write myself a letter and I mail it to myself. And this only works if the person you're trying to attract is your postman. But then when he delivers the mail, you have something to talk about. So that right there is like you instantly have something in common. So that's tip one. And tip two is uh, I put on my old flirty skirty. And it does the work for me. So is this like, describe the skirt. I mean, is it flouncy? Is it fluttery? Is it the kind of thing that would show you all of your bits and pieces if the wind blows? Like, what are we talking about here? It's both flouncy and flirty. And I would say it doesn't leave much to the imagination, but it just blows I mean, the imagination, imagination out of the water. when you have what you have going on, you know? Just saying. Um, and sorry, just... Uh, backtracking to a sec for a second about this letter so um does this work even if you never interact with your postman or ever see them or even know 
what they look like or who they are? I mean, if your aim is to just attract any postman, then yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, I might, I might broaden my net. Maybe try a mail forwarding service. It's a good one. Amber, any tips for me? Yeah, I have, I have a couple. So first thing that comes to mind is something that's worked for me in the past. Um, it's to friend zone a guy, like friend zone him hard. Yeah. Like just be like, hey, like we're friends, like, but I just really see you as a friend. And then just be like very like, you know, like kind of flirtatious, but just be like, but we're friends. It's like a reverse psychology thing. And then they're just going to like, you know, they'll figure it out. They'll be like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, it's like a weird, like, oh, there's no pressure thing. So like, mm. <laughs> yeah, they love it. I mean, that's, they love, that's how you got your husband, right? Yeah. I just was like, Brandon, we're friends. We're friends. And he was like, I can't take it. <laughs> So that's one one tip. And then another tip is, which I've also used, is to give yourself a hickey with a vacuum cleaner. You just look really cool and also like... Yeah, like you're kind like of you fun, don't care you know? what society <laughs> like, thinks of you. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... So you did the hickey tips. thing too? They worked. They worked. Wow, okay. All yeah, right. with... Well, those sound better than what I've been so doing. Allison, yeah, even though these yeah, are tips, tips for, me. for you. I mean, I think they sound better than what I've been doing, which, um, I mean, the first thing I tried was faking a pregnancy. And that just, I don't know, it, it turned out to sort of, push him away like it wound up being kind of drama and he also wanted like all of this evidence and then he wanted to be supportive and like go to my doctor's visits with me and you know I didn't I don't have that kind of insurance where I can just like go to my OBGYN all the time and like fake things like she wasn't down to falsify results or anything so it didn't it didn't work out I mean I thought it was like a really great way to just like entrap a man and unfortunately I didn't think it through I mean I would have had to have actually gotten pregnant and to like make that happen you know look I'm almost 40 years old like it takes some technology and I'm just not there um so that didn't really work out and then the other thing I tried doing was um, starting a podcast, <laughs> and I just didn't have any ideas for what to talk about, and it was a lot of dead air, and it was just me by myself, like, with no sort of concept, and then I sent it to him, and he was just like, this is so boring, and then he stopped dating me, so I'm... Um, yeah, I mean, what, I, what I've what i been trying has not been working, so I'm really grateful for your feedback. Should we, I don't know, talk about more movies or something? What's next? I think we should kick it to an ad, right? This is a first, everyone. Star and Brendel's home roller coaster set. Roller coaster, roller coaster. At your house. Have your kids ever truly been happy? No, really, ask yourself. 
Chances are, you say no. Now ask yourself, when was the last time you were truly happy? You could have it all. Have it all. You could have it in your backyard. With Strahler and Brendel's home roller coaster set, you can not only build an extremely safe roller coaster in your backyard, but you can also build a bridge to happiness with you and your kids. Hey everyone, welcome back to One Two Review. We are about to talk about our second movie. This is one that just came out this year, 2019. It's called Job Interview the Movie. The directors are Abby McCullough and Mac Meadows. Uh, it was a weird one. It's a, like a first-person style documentary that lets you, and this is their tagline, magically relive the thrill of going on a days-long multi-panel interview, like a job interview. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. It was very long, and people were very mixed on it. What did you think, Allison? You you saw it first, right? Yeah, I saw it um, in like right when it came out in previews here in the city, and I was really looking forward to it. I think because it has been such a long time since I've gone on a job interview, and I was kind of looking forward to reliving that experience and kind of remembering what that's like to, um, you know, work for other people and and need them to sort of decide your fate on some level. And I have to say it made me remember why I don't do that anymore. And it definitely, I think, changed my perspective as an employer. It really made me think a lot about how I conduct interviews and, you know, how I treat candidates and screen them. But all in all, I mean, not to be rude, but I think it was pretty... Uh, demoralizing and boring. That that's that's pretty much how I felt about. It. Yeah, this movie. I'm gonna. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go gonna, go on, Amber. No, I'm I'm just gonna uh, say that I I have to agree. Being a person who's been on some first in- interviews recently, it's not great. Wasn't something you really want to relive. It's not a cool thing that you think you'd get like amped about. But maybe some people get some adrenaline from it. I don't. Yeah, this movie got a lot of uh, accusations about being like, you know, like East Coast liberal movie, not for the masses, but for the elite. And I think, you know, Allison really touched on something where she doesn't remember what it's like to go on job interviews. She works for herself. And that really hits home because most people have to go on job interviews. And the fact that this movie was nine hours long did not help. I mean, at least they gave you one intermission in the middle. I felt like, you know, it was sort of like when you actually go on job interviews and you get a lunch break. Um, You know, I think if you think about it, it's like, is this just part of the tradition of cinema verite? Is this like carrying on from that early concept of, you know, film depicting real life and trying to get as close as possible? And if so then I feel like they actually achieved their goal. You know, I think in a way it's sort of admirable that it gave you that feeling of going through that anxious drudgery. But 
no, who wants to feel that, right? I mean, why do we go to the movies? We go to the movies to get away from that reality. Yeah, in a way, I kind of felt like it was also a bit of like a... Because, yeah, it was nine hours long, but it was also like this person was always on the go. Like, Mm. there was literally like... It was like speed dating, but for interviewing. And it was like so much anxiety. Like, can we just not feel like that but no it's it's true it's like a real depiction of maybe how someone's experience of interviewing would be got to see the next panel of people got to see the next one what's that person's boss think what about that boss's boss boss's boss's boss and then you're just like exhausted it's a bit of an exhausting experience and it had that weird sort of element where when you bought a ticket they sent you all of this information to study up on as if you would be asked questions during the movie and I did it. I mean, I thought I would be asked all these questions. And in the end, I didn't even get a call back. So that also left a bad taste in my mouth, Le- left me not really loving this movie. Yeah, that's rude. Yeah. Allison, you said that you it gave you a different perspective as an employer. Like, how, how has it changed your interview style? Because I know that you have famously been very tough. Some people have left crying from your place of employment. So just curious how, how it's changed you. I think that it just gave me some empathy back. You know, I, it has been a long time since I've been on that side of the desk and it put me back in that seat, right? It put me back in that position of feeling optimistic and anxious, hopeful, but scared. And it really, gave me that visceral feeling like, oh man, so much is on the line for this. And that I will say to the film's credit, I think that's really impressive that this, this thing that I know is fiction, right? It's a construct, but it managed to evoke that sort of visceral response from me. And I don't know, I feel like I'm sort of going back and forth in my head. I know we haven't gotten a rating yet, but I feel very conflicted. I'm not sure where I want to go because on one hand, I hated sitting through this movie. It was excruciating and I actually wouldn't recommend that anyone see it. But on the other hand, I think it's sort of a tri- like cinematic triumph in, in some way. I mean, the fact that it managed to evoke this kind of response and create this kind of experience is really remarkable. Yeah, I mean, what else is art if it doesn't evoke some kind of emotional reaction? Yeah, even if it's anxiety and boredom. That's a great point, Amber. Well, maybe we should just rate it, lay our cards on the table. Let's do it. I want to go last because I'm conflicted. Okay, well, I'll go first because I'm not conflicted. I'm going to give this movie one point because I don't need to watch a movie to have these anxieties and fears, you know? Like, I feel like just living it every day so it's cool i I, i'm like does it's an unnecessary art for me right now so one point yeah i have to agree with amber i think the only way that movie would have been palatable is if at the end of it i was offered a job but i wasn't and so that's going to be one point for me you know i don't know if it's just because i don't want to keep agreeing with you both or I'm not sure. Maybe that's it. But I'm going to give it two points, partly for that reason, but also because I feel like 
yes, it was excruciating. No, I'll never sit through it again. No, I would never suggest anyone else do that. But if it managed to change my worldview and my perspective and maybe make me a slightly less terrifying interviewer when I'm reviewing candidates, then I think it deserves that extra point from me. So I'm giving it two points. No, oh, it's pa- that's cool. It's powerful. I feel good about that. Yeah, that's a good, some good reasoning. I think it's good. Okay. All right. Well, that's four points for job four interview points. the movie. All right, and now we're gonna give you some tips, ladies and gentlemen, for attracting dudes. So I'm gonna say something that's worked for me in my past, my fruitful past, is, uh, listen, depends on the dude that you want to attract, but, uh, you could just get your driver's license. Like, that's pretty impressive. I feel like if you just flaunt that shit, yeah, like, dudes are into that. I would have never thought to do that. Yeah, you know, it's not something everyone has. I mean, you just take it for granted. You think everyone has their driver's license, but it's not true. So if you just whip that shit out and you're like, look at my driver's license, it's pretty impressive, you know? Especially here in New York City. I mean, there are a lot of, you know, native New Yorkers who never learned to drive. Yeah, maybe it's specific to New York, but but yeah, it worked. I mean, it worked on Brandon, so. And you know, maybe you'll get a guy who doesn't have his driver's license and who really just wants someone to drive him around. And you know, maybe he doesn't really appreciate you, but who cares? I mean, you're getting a dude to pay attention to you. And if it's just because he wants like his own personal chauffeur, like that's fine. I mean, whatever it takes, right? Yeah, that's what we always say. Yeah, so that would be my one tip. That's all I'm giving you, because I only gave you one point. All right. Marley, do you have a tip? I have exactly one tip also. And this is a little bit of a tricky one, uh, because it can go either way. But I've had a lot of success with getting a guy's name tattooed on me. And the tricky part is you've got to make sure you've got their name right and also spelled correctly, because that could go sideways real quick. But uh, if you get it right and you choose a nice font, then that's going to catch his eye. He can't help but notice that you have his name on your arm. It hasn't worked for me yet, but I'm going to keep trying because I'm a romantic. What have some of the responses and reactions been when guys have seen their name on your body? So there's been a lot of just like, they like look past me. They're sort of pretending that they didn't notice. And I'm... You know, I'm socialized to just be sort of like calm and shy. And so I don't bring it up. I wait for them to. And there have been some awkward dates where we just never talk about it. And that's been pretty much the universal reaction. That's Yeah, I feel like that's maybe the worst possible response you could get is no response. But it's great that you tried it. And it's great that you tried it over and over again. And honestly, I think it's sort of, for you, a wonderful kind of physical diary of the people that you've known and dated briefly and not really ever talked to again. Yeah, that blocked me afterwards. But it's fine. It doesn't matter because you get to look at yourself every day and see them, you know? And that's all that really that really counts. Um, well, I... I gave the movie two points, so I need to give two tips, as I think we've 
come to realize my tips are maybe not the most effective either, but it's just good to try things, you know? And, um, one thing that I've tried and I've actually had mixed success with is just carrying around a scientific book. Um, the one time it really worked well for me, I was carrying around a book about astrophysics and, um, I actually literally just bumped into Neil deGrasse Tyson on the street and wow. dropped the book. It was oh crazy. God, what a meet cute. It was, it was, it would have been, it would have been if, you know, anything, if it had, yeah, if he hadn't broken my heart, but you know, whatever, it's fine. Um, There's a story there and we won't get it. We don't have enough time. That's, that's my other podcast, but uh, it did work that time because I dropped the book. He was obviously intrigued. Uh, also, he loved that I didn't actually know anything about physics. And so he was able to just like explain everything without me having any prior knowledge or any sort of real, you know, interest or intellect of my own in that arena. So that worked, that worked well until it didn't, right? So that's one. And then the other tip that, again, mixed success kind of depends on the dude, is just buying a toolbox. And this can work in, in a, a number of ways. One, at the hardware store, just buying the toolbox. Because I don't know if you've ever been a woman in a hardware store, but having a need to buy tools is a big draw for generally the five or six guys who always seem to just be loitering around in a hardware store and they all, you know, are just crawling over themselves trying to advise you and like which Phillips head screwdriver you should buy and whether you really do need that set of socket wrenches. Um, so that, you know, you can meet people, you can meet dudes at the hardware store. Then you take your toolbox home. People are seeing you on the street with a toolbox. Maybe they think you're like a handy woman. Um, you get home, maybe your neighbor needs to borrow a tool. That's a great way to meet somebody. Um, the only area in which it doesn't really work out in my experience is like the dude who doesn't like for you to actually know how to be capable and self-sufficient and fix things on your own. And that is a type, you know, and we've all come across him. So it's really, it's a question of who you're trying to attract. Yeah, I'm writing these all down. This is good intel. All right. Uh, is it time for a sponsor? It's time for a sponsor. Ever struggle to fit a traditional dinner fork in your mouth? You're not alone. Finally, there's a range of stylish flatware designed for the dainty, tiny mouths of women. women. For only three installments of $13.99, and yes, we do take Diners Club cards, you can finally be free of the pain of trying to force unwieldy, clunky silverware into your tiny, perfect little girl mouth finally be free. Go to www.tonguehouse.com and use promo code 12REVIEW for a free rose gold teaspoon with any purchase. So our next movie um, came out this year. Uh, the director is Ivan Rittman. Title might sound slightly familiar. It's called Trampy Old Women. It's a loosely based on kind of a 
an idea of a grumpier old men plot, but it has some twists, it has some turns. It's more for a funner lady audience, one might say. So you have Shirley MacLaine, you have Sophie Loren, and they're both in a similar situation. Uh, they both got there in different ways. Shirley MacLaine was widowed, and uh, Sophie Loren has like a shitty husband, and they they find they both find themselves like single at an older age, and they just start living it up. You know, sounds it, it was it was pretty fun, to be honest. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. It's a fun flick. I mean, you're being very delicate about this movie because it was raunchy. I mean, the whole thing was just these old women. Like, the first part, it's very sweet. They're baking pies. They're sort of like, I mean, Shirley MacLaine's husband's already dead, but Sophia Loren's kind of complaining about her husband. And then she divorces him, and it just becomes then a nonstop like drug-fueled sex romp and I was there for it. I liked it. I loved this movie. I mean, look, I think I would say that not since Magic Mike Triple XL have I seen a film that was as much about the empowerment, the sexual empowerment of women as trampy old women. And seeing women of a certain age channeling their sexuality you know, how often have we seen these like May, December romances in film between men and women, but it's always the other direction. And it was so refreshing to see such a sex positive, you know, age positive version of this old cinematic trope. And I, I'm here for it 100%. I loved it. Yeah, I really question how they got a PG-13 rating when there was just so much full frontal nudity Almost like in the second half of the movie, it seemed like it was in every scene. But but I will say it did move the plot forward, so it didn't feel gratuitous. But yeah, like you said, this is just turning cinema on its head, and it was a really exciting movie to watch for me. I was just really surprised that Zac Efron was on board for all the full frontal nudity. Like, never seen him in a role like that. Can you blame him, though? Look at the man. Yeah, that's true. I have to say, I was just blown away by the debut of Ingenue Buddy LeBlanc. Um, You know, what a breakout talent. Matt LeBlanc's little brother, you know, he's always been in his brother's shadow. I mean, understandably, Matt is, you know, an icon. But Buddy really coming into his own in this film, and I feel like we're going to see some amazing things from him going forward. I've also heard some buzz about a potential best supporting actor nom and i could see it he was amazing yeah i mean but also so much full frontal nudity like from him yeah too yeah i mean if he gets that oscar it's going to be because of all the as you said full frontal nudity just like non-stop cock shots but i'll say it that's what it was but was there a single actor in this movie whose entire body we didn't see including the two main stars that's a good good point so it's sort of equalizing right on some level like i almost wonder if ivan rittman is like a naturalist who you know wanted to bring some of that openness into contemporary film and to sort of just like mainstream movies and i do i agree with you marley i mean i wonder if there's some sort of if he either has an in with the MPAA or how he got this rating because 
obviously there's just so much nudity, but I think by having it so that everyone is nude, it almost neutralizes it. And maybe that's how he did it. Mm. It's like when you go to the spa and it's like after five minutes, you don't even notice that everyone's nude. Although I will say that Zac Efron is not at my spa having sex with Sophia Loren. Unfortunately. All right. Well, are you guys ready to rate this movie? I have a feeling I know all of our ratings, but yes. Yeah, me too. Marley, you want to go first? Well, surprising no one, I give this movie two points. I loved it. I am here for the next sequel. I'm here for if there's a trequel. I don't know what that's called, but I want to see more from this trampy old women dynasty. Yeah, can I make a suggestion? Trampier old Oof, women. Yeah. How could they be trampier? Write, write How could they even do it though? <laughs> That's a good point. But I really, I'd love to find I feel out. like we're in good hands. All right. Well, I'll jump in and say also obviously two points. I mean, if I could give this movie, you know, ten points, I would. I know that we don't do that, and it's just one point or two points. So I'm going to give it two points. I think it's. Um, for for selfish reasons and also altruistic reasons it's an amazing movie yeah agreed two points love it mm-hmm. so that was six points six for points. trampy old women with shirley mclean and sophia loren and now we are going to hear some more tips for how to get some dudes Well, and I cannot stress this enough, but these are tips specifically for Allison. I mean, let's be real, though. This they can apply to other people. These could be some universal tips. I know that the point is that I need them, but that doesn't mean it can't benefit others as well. No, that's true. But just keep your ears open is all I'm saying. I am. I'm taking, I'm writing. Okay, I have a good one. I have a Google Doc. This is one that as a listener of one to review, you may you may have heard of already um but it's it's to do a backflip which you can learn how to do oh. by taking joseph mole's eight-year backflip trainer have you heard of it i mean it, it really works i have of course and if you can do a backflip just in front of a guy they're gonna freak out guys love yeah. backflips that's true so tried and true backflip yeah so that's one one tip I got, and then a second tip would be to, these are all kind of performative, I understand, like, if you're not into that, but, like, it works, so, to do a magic trip trick, to, to learn, like, a sleight of hand, or something that's, like, you know, they're gonna be really wowed by, and, uh, yeah, do a magic trip trick. That's a fun one. Yeah, and I, I mean, I like, I like close-up magic. I'm not very good at it, but I, I've heard that if you just practice every single day for hours alone in your apartment, you can master it after a few years. And I feel like, you know, I'm willing to put that, that kind of time in if it means I might attract a dude. Yeah. It's like a specific kind of dude, but it's worth it. I mean, it's cool dude. Yeah. Any dude, really. Yeah. I think it is kind of any dude. That's true. It might be. Marley, you have any tips for me? I got some tips for you. My first tip is to watch the, I mean, cinema classic, really. It's called What Women Want. It has 
Mel Gibson in it, which I know is a little bit of a controversial choice, but he gets women. And this movie understands women on a level that few movies do. And so if you, there's like a guy that you're crushing on and you want him to really get you and like to really get at the core of you, just watch this movie and he'll, he'll pick up on the signs. He'll know what you're after. Okay. I'm, I'm adding guess, that to my Netflix queue. I have not seen it. Yeah. It's good. It holds up for sure. Maybe I'll watch that too. Maybe I want to learn what I want. Yeah. You can see if it attracts Brandon too. So that's my first tip. And my second tip is I like to try to send myself flowers. And really, it doesn't it doesn't matter which flowers. It doesn't matter what holiday. Um, but just as long as on the card, you put a name other than yours. Because I have fallen into this trap before where, you know, I'm just used to signing my own name. And a few times I sent some bouquets to myself clearly from myself and that didn't do anything for me so when you try it maybe just get a friend to double check first that you're signing a man's name and not Allison will you, will you be my checker because I'm going to try that for sure yeah. thank I'll you I'll do it yeah yeah I think it's going to work I mean, it for you for sure um clueless kind of right well because she, rem- she, yeah, remembered. she remembered to yeah to put some a guy's name on there yeah yeah she was a professional we could all learn a lot from Cher those are good tips I think um they might work better than the last couple of things I tried um the first thing I tried was just um not bathing because I heard that your pheromones can attract the opposite sex and so I thought you know I'll try it you know why not I usually bathe every day but I was like you know what let's give it a go and you know maybe I'll save water and like be a little bit more eco-conscious and so I did that for a couple weeks and I actually found it had the opposite effect of what I intended I mean not only was I not attracting dudes but like nobody wanted to be around me and you know I was wearing a lot of perfume like to sort of cover up like the non-pheromonal smells that were happening but um it just it didn't work and it was uncomfortable you know I'm a pretty hygienic person so it it definitely was out of my comfort zone but I've learned that you know you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone to to achieve in life so it was worth trying Um, And then the other thing I tried was just not talking, um, like, at all. And uh, that actually worked really well um, for quite a while. Um, And I found, frankly, that for me it was just, in the end, not worth it. Like, as much as I love it when dudes are attracted to me and, like, think are into me, Um, I've realized that I really like talking and I don't want to give that up and I'm proud of myself for, you know, recognizing that and prioritizing, you know, prioritizing my need to just communicate with other humans. Vocalize. Yeah. Yeah. Just say words. Good for you. Yeah. 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 I mean, you learn to talk when you're a kid and like, why give that up? All right. Cool. Well. You know, you live and you learn. It's all a learning experience. All right, well, I feel like... Is that it? 
Guys, should we kick it to another sponsor? Pendleton Joke Maps. Is your friend going on a camping trip or a hike soon? Prank them good with one of Pendleton Maps' patented joke maps. They'll be lost and you'll be laughing. Imagine the look on their face when they get lost in the woods for seven days and there are bears everywhere. Classic Pendleton Joke Maps. Find out more at www.pendletonjokemaps.com slash offer and put in one to review for a special code. Well, ladies, that was fun. It was super fun. Yeah. I feel like I've come away with some really good knowledge and I look forward to applying it in my life and I will keep you abreast of what develops. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Yeah, I mean, Amber and I have been talking and we're going to join you on your next date. Like, we don't have to sit at the table, but we'll sit maybe at the one next to it with like a fake mustache and a fake glasses just to see what see what happens. See how yeah, we're going to be really land. chill about it. Like, don't worry anything. But yeah, don't don't. I worry. mean, honestly, I think that would be great. I would love notes. You know, I think it would be so helpful to have you two kind of you know witnessing and reviewing my performance on these dates and giving me constructive criticism and feedback and how I can do better in the future like we would give you a one or a two I mean yeah sure why not I mean we're very comfortable in this format so why not keep it going in in IRL okay yeah I'm, I'm okay with that let's do it I'll take copious notes. Oh, I'm not worried. Don't worry. All right. Well, Well, same time next week. Surely. Surely. We do have to thank our, our sponsors though. So let's do that real quick. We'd like to thank our generous Patreon donors, Rab. Oh, Rab. Love you. Every month. Good old Rab. And, uh, of course, we're into you know, for also contributing every month. So thanks guys so much. And uh, everybody remember that we have the hotline you should call and give us some suggestions on stuff to review. 1-347-699-0068. So give us a call. Don't forget to join us next week. We'll be reviewing Toy Town Trilogy, Blue Boys and the Glass House, Hike Town, Doe Father 3, Train Tramps, America's Worst Nannies, and Pond Eternity. That one sounds good. Can't wait. See you next week.